Yeah, um, Lisi likes her blowouts riding in a truck with the windows down, but on the boat it was it was even better for her. She loved it, and uh, I, I was a little worried about when, you know, like you get to hit some swells from other boats, you know, you get to rocking, but she didn't care as long as I kept my hand on top of her. She, she was good. Oh, she didn't care at all. I You're literally her boat. safety blanket. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, she, she's like, what? Sky's falling? If I'm touching her, she's like, oh, we're all right. Mark's here. <laughs> Yep, it's gonna be cool. That's how I think. Definitely how my dog thinks of me. He likes to lay right underneath me. He don't realize he's almost a hundred pounds. Dude, he's huge. They had a um, they had one of those large poodle poodle pups. What is it? The river. But Lisa was not uh-huh. trying to play with that thing. It was it was rambunctious. She had she had. It's, they say they go from puppy to velociraptor, then they become a golden doodle. There's that well, velociraptor this, stage that's a that's, mofo that everybody is. Lisi was not having it. She would look at me and then growl, and then a couple times towards the end, she just went to take. But for a brief up. moment, like when I come over, I was like, I should bring Peter Parker so her, him, and Lisi can hang out. But then immediately, I'm like, that ain't gonna work. <laughs> At least he'll tear Peter Parker's ass up. Right. And he'll he'll be bouncing around thinking she's playing the whole time until, until he gets fucking yep. bit. Yeah. No. <laughs> My poor baby. She's getting old and moody and I, I don't help it because I don't tell her it's bad. You know, I, I laugh at it. Yeah, she's good. And she's she's uh in her habitat for sure. She's good. Always. Wherever she's at, like you said, as yeah. long as she's with you, I feel like she feels <laughs> yeah, that. confident. Yeah, um, I've brought her to light concerts, live bands, nightclubs, shopping malls, restaurants, um, art galleries. Um, I brought her to the uh, Van Gogh exhibit in New Orleans. Let her get in his bed. <laughs> yeah. I'm going up there, Lisey. Yeah, I've seen those pics, I think. Every time I see her, she's regal. Uh, she's very regal. And, and, yeah. She feels like everywhere she's at, she's supposed to be there. It's her domain. You know? Yeah. And she, she learns quickly. She's my, she's one of my favorite children. <laughs> but, um, anyway, um, on this episode, I wanted to do something a little different. Uh, a lot of times, Brad and I have these conversations on the phone, and we end up having to hit the brakes on them because about everything we talk about, other than you know just basic banter. When we get into a story of something or an idea or thought of something, almost every time it's 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 podcast worthy. Um, what can we say? We're <laughs> just interesting. It really is. Um, it, I mean, in conversations with people, if you're not learning something or evoking some thought, you know, inspiring What's some the thought, fucking point? Yeah, what are you talking I about? I can't. I really don't have too many conversations like that. No offense, man. I can have anybody can teach me something, but sure. you gotta be the right way. Yeah, and you, you gotta, gotta make be it interesting. Gotta be yeah, interesting. I don't want to fucking. I, I've seen too many times where people will literally be on the phone, like spouses or or people dating, be on the phone all fucking day. What the fuck are y'all talking about? What are they talking on the phone? I don't talking? understand. Like yeah. Actually, talking. They'll be on the phone talking all day long. What? I've seen people like on a forklift and they plugged in the, in the ear. In the ear thing, they talk, oh, talking to the old lady at home. I'm like, what the fuck do y'all talk about all day? Do y'all live together? I need a little Aren't space. Aren't y'all in the same myself. state? I need uh city. I need time to listen to other stuff. That's I, what I'm saying. Uh, fuck ugh, that's a lot. 
the whole purpose of me listening to you and talking to you is so I'm not talking to myself. I gotta get away from my my own damn self. Right. But to be around you all fucking all, day long. No. How can you be interesting all day? No, you can't. I'm not interesting till about at least after lunch. <laughs> I'm not interested at all. I'm, I'm worthless. I'm not good. I'm not a good listener. I'm not a good talker. No, you're not a morning person. In I'm pretty much. I need some caffeine and some food, and 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 some calories burned. Yeah. I need to sweat a little Move bit. Move a little bit. I need to do something. Yeah, or else I'm just gonna be Get lethargic. The yeah, I need to do something. Shake it around or <laughs> growl at somebody or something. But. Well, again, we had one of these talks where it was, it was something we should absolutely record. Um, I was gonna take it back. This story is about uh, mental health. Is it, the best way to label it, which is vital. I mean, everybody's worried about working out and everything, but are are you getting enough rest? Are you unloading your troubles and your thoughts with somebody? Are you sitting with yourself and processing your life? You know, these things, these things are absolutely vital and we don't pay attention to it until it becomes an issue to where drug use, alcoholism, homelessness. Mm. How many homeless people have you seen that are out there without mental issues? Not many. That if they're on the street for years... You've all got mental issues because there's so many do. outlets and issues. Sure. Nobody... Nobody has to live out there. But but homeless people, if they're out there for a few years, I tend to see it, the, 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 the dramatic rate increase of mental illness with them is astounding. Oh, of course, you're going because insane. You're, you're not you getting your good fucking sleep mind. You're not a human. You're not out there getting good sleep. You're, you're constantly not. worried about what's going on around you, moving, the weather. Everything is a factor to this fragile thing of sleep. When you go home, you can close your fucking doors, your windows. You can turn the radio. You can put, you know, noise cancel canceling headphones on. You, you know, when I'm going complete sleep and I, and I need it, I put on. I literally put in earplugs. I put on eye covers. Get it cold as hell, you know. Get in the middle of my bed, sprawl out like I'm on floating on a cloud or in space, and you know, if you're homeless, I'm sorry. There ain't no cloud in space. You may have some There ain't no pillow. You might have some earplugs, but you are not in comfort. You might have some. You might have some AirPods. How about this? But that ain't doing shit. If you got yeah, you you got beats by Dre out there. It's not doing shit. You cover your eyes and ears and your arm. You don't want that. Somebody's gonna rob you. you Somebody rob you or kill you. You gonna end up with one AirPod. So you know, mental illness and homelessness is a stat. I mean, it's it's. The numbers are unreal on how much it increases, and, and the longer you're out there, the higher rate of it being a probability on you. You know, not many, not many people can get by without sleeping right. You know, and and you never can. You're never functioning right. You know. So anyway, this is about mental illness. It's about things we should do to take care of ourselves beyond things that are just things um, beyond things that are just that that we. That we acquire in our in our genetic code from, you know, being born with. There there are actual things that in life that if you don't keep up with your brain, if you don't keep up with that, the rest you're, of your and all life, the muscles, you're the atrophy. Your life, if you everything. don't use them, yeah, 
Yeah, well, you, your mind is, is vital for that. Um, and I think that's what happens. You stop you stop having to use your brain in all the ways that make you human, and you start becoming an animal. Sure. You start reacting to sounds. Sure. When you're homeless, you, you, you feel a lot of ways like an animal. People treat you second, uh, second rate. Uh, um, you know, the police always getting you to move along, you know. Uh, you're, you can never stay in one place. But they long. chose. They choose that. I, oh, I people 100%. Do. People they do. choose it. I think they all choose it. There's. Yeah. I feel like there's a way out. Like, I, if you want it. It is America. It I'll, is America. I, I, I'm going to tell you something, a conversation. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the gentleman's house I went and hung out at the river at, he's a, he's a physician. Uh-huh. And uh, a little over a year ago, he lost one of his sons. You said musician? No. Physician. Physician. Yeah, he's a doctor. Okay. Um, he lost one of his kids to, dr- to drug use. Oh. Addiction. And we talked about that. He was like, you know, people try and blame the pharmaceutical industry. People try and blame uh, I the blame doctors. Everybody. I say it's the person that gets addicted's fault. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm is that sure they're you, in there. Is that what you said? That's exactly what you I told him. You told yeah. him it was the son's fault. Oh, he agreed with me. That's tough. It, it is. I mean, yeah. dude, when you give your kids every single way they can to succeed and be happy, and, and they're not, and they still do something, <coughs> that's that. That's a lot on. No, them, yeah. You know, and to watch somebody you love lose everything, you know. Um, but he and I talked about that, and he said, out of his own mouth, he says, you know, it's absolutely. The person that's addicted's fault, you know. But you know, to to get out of that and get away from it, some people do and some people don't. And then this was an instant where where it didn't. Uh, but um, we're going to stick to is mental health on this. Um, you know, drug use, um, alcoholism, all of that leads into it, and there, there's a lot of issues with it. But um, this one, this story kind of starts. Some out. of it's genetic. A lot of a lot of that is too, you know. But again, you know, you can beat anything if you, if you have the right environment and right that's people right. backing you I up. Just, that's why I said I think it's a choice. Some things, yeah, well, homelessness. He, there's a few instances where you you know you're born with it and it's born in addiction. Born into homelessness? No, addiction. Oh, addiction. addiction which leads crack to, babies. There's crack babies, there's heroin babies. Well, it's genetics anyway in you that, like, even if you're not born addicted, if you happen to stumble down that path where you choose a chemical and you like it, then you're prone to addiction and and repeating it. Yeah. Anyway, but... So, in in this situation, this story I'm going to tell you about is one I heard probably almost a decade ago. It's about a mental illness. It starts out about a doctor named Ann Adams. And she's a biologist who actually was brilliant in what she did. I think she was based in Vancouver. And uh, this is in the mid-90s. She's got a couple kids, husband who's a mathematician, um, really successful at what she does. Well, one day, one of her boys gets in a car accident. I think he's like riding a bike and gets hit by a car. And the doctor says he's never going to walk again. And so she quits science and stays home, decides she's going to get her son walking again. Uh, she does. She uh, puts time in. While she's at home, she 
sets up a little art studio just to, I guess, be doing something. Her husband says she hadn't painted since maybe high school. And um, she starts painting, and her son gets better. And he actually goes back to school, gets back to normal life. She keeps on painting and uh, actually starts becoming a successful artist. And she's having art shows and, you know, putting her stuff in art galleries and all of that and becoming extremely prolific at what she's doing. And her husband, he's not really surprised. You know, he says Anne was just brilliant like that. Anything she applied herself to, she would succeed at. So she doesn't go back to science she actually opens a gallery. She's doing big shows. And one day, a little time down the road, she hears this musical piece. And this is where the second part of the story comes in. Maurice Ravel, uh, he was a French artist, um, French musician, um, late 1800s, early 1900s. And the type of music he does is this real flowery classical like you would hear in a cartoon you know and uh, anyway one day this tune hits him in his head as he's walking out of his beach house dun 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 and he runs inside to his piano and he plays it out and instead of uh, growing it into something like he would normally do making it real flowery, you know. He repeats the same tune over and over and over. And I wanna say what he does is he has the orchestra add another instrument to it each time it plays and it goes like 300 something times, 300 something versions of the same tune. And uh, when he first did the show in, a, in an actual you know, theater with people, there's a woman that stood up and was like, he's crazy, you know, he's insane. And it's the same tune, you know. So, so he, was, <clears throat> he began repeating patterns and tunes. And um, later on, he, as a few years go by, uh, he goes to visit one of his friends, and then he leaves. And then he comes right back and knocks on the door. And his friend's like, you were just here. And he didn't remember it. And uh, a little more time went on, and he started losing his speech. He couldn't remember basic things. He couldn't remember words. And then, then the story flips back to Anne. Um, so Anne starts doing these paintings, and uh, they start growing bigger and bigger and bigger. And she's doing these art shows, and she's doing really well. And then one day she hears this musical piece by Ravel. And... When she hears it, she's obsessed with it. She starts playing it all the time. She got it on repeat. And then she paints this piece of the actual song, of each pitch, of each instrument, how high it goes, of this musical piece. She does a two-panel painting to, to give a visual of it. Okay. It's like her own interpretation of mm -hmm. it. And uh, she named it Unraveling Bolero. Bolero is the painting that Ravel, is the musical piece that Ravel did, the little guy in France. And uh, anyway, so not long after that, after she did this piece, Anne starts becoming very forgetful. She 
we forget little things, and that just tends to happen when you have a lot on your mind. But as it, time went on, uh, it got worse and worse and worse. And um, I remember hearing an actual audio clip of her going to a uh, specialist that was helping her because she started suffering from dementia. And they're asking her basic questions. Hi, what's your name? She's like, I'm uh, Ann Adams. Okay, well, where do you live at? And, you know, give your basic address. She had, sh she struggled to remember her own address. And they asked her a couple other questions, things that she would know. And uh, she couldn't, couldn't recall them. And it was really sad because you could hear it in her voice that she's this very articulate, brilliant woman who knows a lot, you know. She was prolific in what she did in science and in art, and now all of a sudden she couldn't even remember her address, you know. It's terrible. So in dementia, in the early phases of it, as the frontal lobe of your brain, which is your speech and all of that, it starts to deteriorate, but as it does, something in the back of the brain, which is your more creative side, tends to kick up. So I thought, that, I thought we were left. I thought that was in the left and the right brain. There's a, there's a rear of it. And there's a left and a right. She uh, she got to where she couldn't even speak, and uh, it's really sad because you know you tie in this voice, you picture this. Good looking woman, blonde. So to like when she was like deteriorated, did she hear the song and it and it brought back something? No. No. Um and uh she ends up to the end he said, even years later as it progressed and got worse and worse, he said she would still sit in the art studio in front of her canvas and paint trying to paint mm -hmm. but didn't know how. She was still wanted to be in there. It was so carnal the instinct to want to create, but it just wasn't there. Well, surely she could put the paintbrush to the she, canvas. She, she didn't know what she wanted to paint. She kept forgetting where she was at. It, that's how mad it got. Mm. And uh, anyway, it's, it's, That's the scariest shit ever. It is, and I look at people like my dad, Bill. You know, he's quadriplegic. He, he, he got dementia? No, he's quadriplegic. Yeah, so he I can't use his arms and his legs. He's in a wheelchair. And we've talked about it before. And he said, you know, I would have much rather have lost my mind than to lose my body and still have all of my mind. Because he's in a prison. Fuck. Yeah, he's just sitting there. Scratching his nose is an issue, you know? Yeah. So he has all of these thoughts of all these things he wants to do. He dreams running and everything still, you know. And yeah, he was running at full pace. Man, the guy didn't stop. got stopped. Yeah, yeah. And sat down quick. Yeah. And, but he tells me all the time. Immediately. He, he wishes he could have dementia. Because at least, at least he wouldn't know what state he's in, right? Yeah. Instead of being unable with the body, but still all there at the mind, you know, but... It's fucking terrifying. But to lose your mind, too, though, you know, that's... It's unreal. And then... Not well, if you lose your mind, you lose all the people you love. You lose, yeah, you lose you your lose, memories. You lose everything. You, you lose... You don't have a purpose anymore. You don't have anybody to love. Like, yeah. and these people that... You have no memory of nothing. Maybe there's people there that act like they want to... Or that do love you and try to take care of but you don't know. Yeah, you don't know who they are. You don't have that. Yeah. They're lost. That's you're the scariest thing. You don't know where thing. you're at. Yeah. 
you wonder where you're going? And me, I'm untrustworthy, so I'd be like, y'all are lying. Bring my real family in here. I know they're richer. My family's black. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, you know? Who's this Asian guy over here with the dog? (laughs) That's just, that's on, I don't know, it's terrifying. It's sad, but... Uh, it it just it really <laughs> we're ridiculous. Yeah, and, but it's just the the thought of people not taking care of themselves mentally bothered me when I when I heard that story and I realized and but Ed, she was taking care of herself. She was. Seemed her, like in, in her or case, was she not? You, in in her case. It was just a hereditary thing that came to her. Yeah. And, um, but I'm talking about drug use, people we know that people are suffering are just, depression. Yeah. You know, Giving I have, all that shit away. Yeah. Born and blessed and just shitting it away with burning up their brain with drugs. Yeah, look, there's nothing wrong with a little recreational use of whatever you can control, whether it's liquor or weed or, I don't know, whatever you want to do. It's your business, but... Um, there are people that lean on that to get away from reality because their actual real world is so unbearable. Yeah. They can't stand it. Yeah. They can't stand themselves. They can't stand people in their life. They don't feel love. They don't feel any purpose. And that leads to being alone, which, you know, you're bearing your own cross. Well, we're not meant to be alone. We're supposed to have friends and talk to people and, yeah, there's damn near share. 8 billion people on this planet we weren't meant to be alone <laughs> yeah it's funny though I think yeah, well this goes to yesterday I had a, a neighborhood association meeting and a lot of how's that going man oh it's really good um my neighbor are you president yet no, no. Look, I, it's I'm coming just, <laughs> I, I don't know if you're ready for the truth <laughs> So far, I'm, I'm just helping out, getting stuff done. A, a lot of our um, members are a lot older, and they don't want to change. And they're concerned why neighbors aren't wanting to come and help more. And I'm telling them, most neighbors don't even want to talk to each other. They, if you have a social, an online presence, they'll 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 mm. click like on that or Text comment me. on that. Yeah. Text me. But they're not showing up. Yeah. They're not coming because people nowadays, even though there's eight billion plus eight billion plus people on the planet. People are introverted. They don't want to be around each other. They don't want to talk to their neighbors. Or we could be around y'all, but I'm going to be at home and we'll be on the computer and everybody can be yeah. on Facebook and yeah. we'll just be chatting up a, like, like that way, you know? There it is. That's, that's people, what that's People what are scared of one another. Um, people are introverted and that's just what it is. And so nowadays, more than ever, people are more alone than more than ever. Even though there's more people than ever. Yeah, we talked about alone. that last time. Yeah. People needing hugs. Yeah, look, be, be, people meet people online and, and go to get married and get divorced because they didn't know who the fuck they were dealing with. Yeah. It's just an online presence. Um, it's their ambassador. It's not who they really are. We don't spend time around each other. We don't get to know one another. So what do we do? You know, when you're all alone, you get online meet someone else and you hope that they're going to be real with you. Yeah, you know, man, most people do better online than they do in person. 
they feel that's they feel a little more security and a little more a little more bold you know yeah 100 percent. i'm so much cooler online myself <laughs> I agree with what Mike Tyson said. I'm six foot yeah. two. People. I got a six pack. <laughs> yeah. My master's degree in everything. Yeah. I'm pretty much a rocket scientist, but I like to read poetry and do music yeah. on the I'm weekends. I'm an ice cream connoisseur. I write code for Google sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty much everything you ever man. dreamed of. Yeah, online. And then more. Yeah. A little bit. Online. Yeah, yeah, online. In real life, yeah. <laughs> I like what Mike Tyson says uh, that everybody's used to being online and uh, don't know what it's like to get punched in the face. Yeah, since the nineties. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can just be online now and, and have your whole presence, and you ain't never got to show up in public. Back then, if you wanted to be somebody, you had to be in public. Yeah, because you had to. There's only one camera to get you on TV and such. And it's just, it's, it's ridiculous how th- there are so many ways and so many more people on the planet, so many more ways to communicate, so many more things to do actively together that we just don't. We just don't. Mm. Um, look at Netflix and, yeah. and all of the online yeah. streaming networks. Yeah, look at Netflix. We, we used to want to go cracking to cracking down on password sharing. Oh, so know. we can't even fucking share passwords together. Well, uh... They still allow it on X amount of TVs, but in one household, they're, they're about to crack down on multi. Like you can't blame them. I can't. Mm, you, you know what you, you you set your price margin from the start. It doesn't matter if three people have the thing to it, but only three people can get on it at a time. You see, wherever those three yeah. people may yeah. be, you if they're different them. IP addresses, yeah. fine. You're you're doing four screens. Yeah. I'm I'm just saying like. Charge that up front. Put that in it. You know, yeah. figure out for that. Yeah. Don't bitch about it later and then do the shit midstream. That's gonna lose a lot of people. Should be like six ninety nine and then a dollar extra for. Mm. Never mind. I don't. I don't know how to do it, Netflix. But don't do what you're doing. <laughs> they, they, they you ain't got enough cool shit on there. They'll learn on their own. They'll learn on their own. That Baby J special comes out tomorrow though. John Mulaney comedy special. I'm excited about that. that. Bert Kreischer special just came out. They got Tom Segura special coming out and Joe Rogan special just for the comedy specials. Netflix worth it, but fuck. It, don't, it, don't. To me, it's just a shame though that like that we. I like going to a fucking theater. I like going to Blockbuster on Friday night, picking out a movie, oh, thinking yeah. we were special, going home, popping the movie in, getting your snacks ready, whatever. Like. That was a night. That is never a night again. You know what they should open up? And here's here's a great idea if it's implemented right. Uh-huh. Okay. So picture this. Yeah. You're going to what seems like a blockbuster. Mm-hmm. You're picking whatever you're going to watch, and it streams to your TV. You're there to get popcorn, uh-huh. get your drinks. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Step. I'm sorry. What? Okay. So instead of picking up an actual DVD and going home with it, uh-huh. you got a little thing with a code, and it allows you to rent whatever is there at your home. To play at your home screen. Well, that, that, okay. yeah, you can do that. So you go in and you do that. And it's set up just like an OG 1990s to 2000 blockbuster. You go in there and you're getting your snacks. Like a virtual reality thing? No. An actual store. You go in it. Oh, you're like going to this Yes, because store. we want to go into it. We yeah. It. It's a vintage thing. Yeah. You're going to get all kinds of cool popcorn, hot dogs, pizza. pizza. You, know, you have 
all of that in there. Mm-hmm. So you go in there and you pick what you want, and you got to rent it. Okay, you just but you don't have to go to a counter. You just uh-huh. you know, and then you go to your snack counter to get all that kind of stuff. And uh, there could be a couple of the stores from that era. You see what I'm saying? Some yeah. vintage uh-huh. '90s and 2000s. You know, uh, get get your food and everything. Okay, and then you go home with it. You go yeah. home with it. Yeah, you go home and you, with your food. You, you're watching, you know. You're watching whatever you just rented and all that. You know, yeah. you catch that on the way home. I go. I like it. Yeah, kids are like, "Hey, I want to get a hot dog." Okay, well, let's go blockbuster. We'll get a movie to watch later. That's you the re- reimagining the blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you still get to go in. Everybody gets their yeah. snacks and all that. You can get food to go. Yeah. You know, what was cool in the '90s? We, um, I remember Pizza Hut was cool. Uh, there's a lot of the same stuff today, but it's you know, but you all yeah. the old school emblems and old school bagging and all of that, you know. Yeah. Something vintage, <laughs> you know. Oh, oh, and, and then you'll have like ET and all that stuff. And there's a whole thing of, of ET, shirts and hats and all that kind of stuff, you know. Do vintage movies. I think I that'd like be it. Cool. Yeah. It, it's it would it would be kind of like what's that place called Bucky's? Bucky's. What you mean yeah. about Bucky's? What you want to know about Bucky's, bro? <laughs> I love Bucky's. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I got a Bucky's cup, dude. People, people hit those. It's the best cup on the market. Bucky's, most ready cases, to do commercials for Bucky's. They're right off the Their interstate. Their bathrooms are immaculate. They're right off the interstate. There's normally an exit just for the There's motherfuckers. There's 142 gas pumps. There's uh-huh. warm nuts. There's it's any a kind destination of snacks spot. you can fucking think of. You and they got the best gas. bathrooms. I will only stop. They're clean as hell. You got Bucky's. And then uh, I like to hit a Waffle House bathroom, and mm. I'll just I'll just walk in and I'll give the old customary wave. I'll be like, "How y'all doing?" In point, I'll go in the bathroom and do my business, and I'll just leave. I'll wave again. <laughs> but those are my two places. I will hit a Loves if I have to. But truck stops, yeah, bro. I, I I went in one, dude. And I'm telling you, it was a fucking terrifying experience, man. It depends on your route. Like going to Houston. No, it depends on who's in the bathroom sometimes. There was somebody <laughs> in the bathroom, and I, I had to go number two. I sat down, and they were just sitting there quietly, all right? I Letting do, you be the noisemaker. Yeah, I'm, well, I, I made my noise real quickly, and I, I got to take care of things. But it's like as soon as I did that, they started this like... It's... Sounded like something was like spitting out gravel. <laughs> And it was fucking terrifying to me, but well, because of the velocity, and you're gonna have to deal with it. That's it, that's other people, bro. I just feel like this dude was splashing shit water all over his own ass in the other seat, and like he was waiting till I was done to like you have to, to start. don't eat them corn dogs, bro. I, I was worried about splashing over into the next stall. I'm sitting right next to him. I feel like he waited me out, and he couldn't wait no more, and it was just like. He was sweating. <laughs> but anyway, you don't have that in a Bucky's bathroom because they got that big divider, that brick wall yeah. divider. You yeah. feel like you're in your own bathroom, man. Bucky's yeah. is the shit. I love Bucky's. I don't know why we started talking about Bucky's, but we were just talking about the Louisiana movie. don't have a Bucky's. We were talking about how how they did a um, a new blockbuster on on renting things. They'd have food and everything in there, and I said they would use the same idea of like a Bucky's. You know, Come and get, get it all right here. Get everything you need yeah. in there. You know, for an entertaining night at home, food and everything. You know, and keep it vintage. Yeah. I think that would do really well. And then you know, that's a good little, date night, bro. 
A date night? Yeah. I would say Thursdays. Now what are you doing on a date night these days? Me? Um, I'm probably going to go somewhere to eat. Then first? I'm, yeah. Get, get that food out the way. Yeah, I'm going to go eat first. You don't want to be hungry. Yeah, hang out, have a drink. Then I'm going to go to the next spot, a little more low-key. I'm probably hit like Hayride. Go have a drink there. And Another I'm, drink. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to leave from there, and I'm probably going to go to either a live music spot or some kind of venue of something, or go watch a movie, you know? That's all and we if got, I'm, huh? If I'm, if I'm trying to date night it, uh, how about this one? What, what if you're trying to be a fun date? What do you want to do, man? Hmm. Putt-putt, bowling. Uh, what is there to do uh, in this world? Fun date night. I'm um, just trying to figure it out. If you're trying to be proactive? I'm like, not trying to be. I don't mind if I am. You could, well, I mean, it depends. Are we doing a, if it's a full date night or is it like, hey, I want, we're going I want to get some, we're going to, we're going to do a, what's that called, the new Frosty Top thing that they just. Those people are fucking rude. Catch those, catch I one love Frost Top and I love the root beer and the cold mugs, man. But every time I go there, rude. So it's being harder and harder on myself to stop in because that's part of our, our date really? night is Frost Top. Yeah. Cause it's like that. You can that. hit that and they go for a walk with the dogs in a dog park. What? Walk, walk you you hit Frost Top mm-hmm. or wherever for like a to-go dinner. Mm-hmm. They'll eat lightly, have your drinks, yeah. and then go go hit a dog park. Bring dog Peter park. Parker out, yeah, and then uh, or go walk the LSU Lakes. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I like the levee downtown. I get that levee. You got that breeze on the river. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. I, I would probably. But it's trashy downtown. It's not real nice. Hey, um, or we go to. Uh, There's always someone on a bench, like looking like he wants something. <laughs> I'm not sure if he even knows what he wants, but I feel like he he's looking for something. Yeah. Trouble. That, that's why I'm not crazy about downtown too much. There's night. always parking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Let's see. Date night. Uh, go to the grocery store. You know what you can do? Date night at home. Go to the grocery store. Ooh, and get, I like and get, this. Get, and do like something you don't normally cook. You know? Uh-huh. Um, do a badass fish at home mm-hmm. and have music playing conversation um y'all could do uh do a puzzle together um no 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 um we'll just have legit conversation talk to her as you're cooking talk to her we do that every night pretty much we talk and cook we do or not every night but we do a lot of that we do a lot of cooking and talking but that's a i i like that date night idea i'm looking for an activity or something at home or out of home or something. Mm-hmm. Just any ideas. These are good ideas. You've, you've gave me a couple. Yeah. Um, I, man, it, there's all kind of venues going. There's makers markets and stuff. I like those. I like that's my favorite date night when I can take somebody with me going to like White Light, you know, or what's that? White Light. It's an event they have down government. Uh-huh. All of the businesses um, between food, art. Uh, um, all kinds of different kinds of makers markets. Uh-huh. You know? Wait. Okay. Um, it's a couple times a year. Um, White light. White light. Yeah. Um, they do it at Electric Depot off of off of government, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, they set up all along there. There's there's several big spots, but all of government has something going on. There's bands and all of that. I love live music. Yeah. I love live music. So, if there's any venue where I can get multiple things food you get to walk around and look and shop shop stuff you know um, 
what's that circa uh, 18, 18, 1897 or 1893 or whatever. It's an antiques store off of government that has a huge setup in the back. It's like a flea market of several different antique antique stuff. Uh-huh. And then there's like a couple cafes in there. And then they set up all these tent booths outside. What's it called? What's that? What is that called? Uh, let me look it up right now. Look it up, because that sounds like something. Else. That's something you can go to. It's open, I want to say, on Thursdays through uh, Thursday through the weekend. Um, Circa, uh, C-I-R-C-A. Circa 1857? 1857, I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, Circa 1857. It's literally 1857 government is their address. Yep. Um it's beautiful in there. It's beautiful in there. Um, does it have the days it's open on there? Oh, just turn my airplane mode off. Now I'm getting a bunch of texts. Open Tuesday, 10 a.m. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 10 to 5. 10 to 5. On Government Street, 1857 yeah. Government Street. Yeah. But the, there's events, too. You should get on there and follow them. Uh, white light is just one of the many events they have there um there's always something on government there's always a little art showings uh, okay you know it, you should do this although y'all don't drink they have like art and wine night things that you can go to and just let them know you don't drink and you know have juice whatever just get get out there and do stuff with it I, I love doing hands on things like that you know not that I'm any kind of a painter I like to paint. Um, if I knew how to paint, geez, I think I've painted three things in my life. I appreciate art. I just can't do art. Uh, let's see, what else do they have? Uh, there's several makers markets on, on uh, government. You, you just need to... They, on Facebook, there's there's people always posting. That, um, there's a lot of great galleries that'll do little showings with the rest of their plaza. Um, do you remember where my mom's nail salon is on Jefferson? Heck yeah, I remember that. Whole, that whole strip right there, that whole strip between Reginelli's, uh, the Ann Conley Art Studio, all of them. Reginelli's is my spot. I love dude. Reginelli's. For I like the Uptowner and the Meatball Sandwich, and then I, I always split half of it with whoever, with, you know. And Lisey loves me the meatballs from there, huh? But anyway, so mental health is important. Uh, people do need to. Be very aware of that. Just getting rest, talking to somebody. Rest is very important, and yeah, not letting things weigh on your mind. No, man, you can't. Exercising that, and exercising your body it, at least thirty minutes a day helps your mind work better. It, it is a great outlet, but you still gotta talk to somebody. Got to, yeah. You got to, right? Um, but yeah. That was a little different. Something we like to share. Uh, just one of the conversations where I'm like, you know what? We got to share that one. Yeah. Share that. Well, on a serious note, sometimes it's not all about you know laughing. Sometimes, sometimes okay. we have serious conversations. Look, if, if we want to have a complete life, you have to be able to do it all. You got to laugh as much as you can. You got to eat good. You got to have somebody to hug. You got to cry. Smile. You got to have your cries. Mm-hmm. Got to have your cries. That's all part of being human. Let it out. 
Yeah. Don't be afraid to live in that moment and just keep 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 pushing. Yeah. Don't be scared to yeah. cry again in life. Test That's your limits. Yeah. You got to rise above. Put yourself up. Be a there. riser. Get shot down. Build it back up. That's right. Yeah. Man. Get your ass there. Tear it all down yourself. <laughs> Rearrange <laughs> it. Build it back up again. Hey, that's how I became a Da Vinci. <laughs> I have to tell y'all, I got to give Brad a little compliment Compliment earlier about his beard. It's very 300. He told me he did it himself. I was actually proud. 66% of the time, I get it right every time. It's, it's magnificent. <laughs> uh, somebody's somebody's uh, mother the other day told me I definitely need to keep my beard. She saw me just after I shaved it. She's like, oh no. Oh, yeah. I get the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It looks really good on you, bro. I get the same thing. Well, guys, thank you all so much for listening in. This was Everyday Guys. Everyday Guys podcast. Everyday Guys. (laughs) All right, y'all. Y'all have a great evening. We'll talk to y'all again. Y'all come back now right here.